1: Conspiracy Unlimited with
2: Richard Serrett. Members below wouldn't know who were the secret chiefs, who were the head of the orders, except for a few figureheads that anybody they met by chance could be someone from a higher grade. So they sort of felt they had to be on their toes. But I mean, a lot of the Illuminati members were addicted to some vice or another, but we know that because Weishaupt would write letters to them telling them to stop because it was distracting them from their duty to the order.
0: Did you know you can now stream episodes of this podcast on your mobile device? All you need is my Conspiracy Unlimited app. It's absolutely free, and it's available for both iOS and Android devices. If you're a Conspiracy Unlimited Plus member, pay attention. You can now stream premium content from your mobile device. My free Conspiracy Unlimited app for iOS and Android. Available from the App Store and Google Play. Get yours today and start streaming Conspiracy Unlimited on your mobile device.
1: Conspiracy Unlimited with Richard Serres. Pursuing the truth wherever it leads, exposing evil and corruption and the secret machinations of powerful elites. Revealing the high strangeness beneath the surface of our supposed reality. Coming to you from his studio beneath the stairs, here's Richard Serrett.
0: Writer translator John E. Graham stays with us to discuss the history of the Bavarian Illuminati, their grades, ritual ceremonies and fundamental philosophies, the Bavarian order of the Illuminati is the most celebrated secret society in the world. Though officially lasting only 11 years, the powerful spell and shadow cast by the Illuminati still looms in the present day. I mean, witness, you know, two centuries on and we're, we're still poring over Super Bowl ads, uh, looking for Illuminati uh, symbols. And uh, you know, the, the the list of cultural references. Let me ask you, John, in terms of these cultural references, been speculated that mary shelley the author of uh, frankenstein was really because victor frankenstein uh that you know was in ingolstadt that's where the the illuminati met for the first time in ingolstadt that somehow frankenstein was a metaphor you know this monster that was created the illuminati created by adam weishaupt it was a, it was a monster that got out of control uh and that's what mary shelley was was alluding to or that was a metaphor what are your thoughts
2: Hmm. I've never heard that. But no, that's interesting. And I would say that there's probably that could well be true, knowing her engagement with uh, political and cultural matters of that time.
0: Right. Uh, I think her husband, Percy Shelley, something actually Percy Shelley may have written Frankenstein. I don't know. That's
2: so I don't think. Percy needed to write it for her. But, right. No, she was know, a, she's
0: a, a tremendous talent. But that's the, the theory because he was a he was a he was apparently a, 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 a fascinated with the Illuminati and possibly a member. Is there any evidence to suggest Percy Shelley was an illuminist?
2: Nothing that it was in the records that for SGA consulted. It was pretty much a German. You know, the closest is that one of the early members because they all took on names of uh, figures that they admired and. Uh, one of the first members, whose name was uh, Steger, named himself Shaftesbury, who was a, now he's a forgotten philosopher, but at the time he was a member of a Neoplatonic philosoph- philosophical organization in England in the late 17th century, early 18th century.
0: And uh, did the Illuminati become, I don't know, the bogeyman in in let's say gothic literature, like in the same way that you know Ian Fleming used Spectre in in his James Bond novels, is there any evidence that 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 the Illuminati became kind of that that the villain in all of these point, uh, pot boilers?
2: Oh yeah, no, I think that's that's pretty accurate, and it started with uh, writers like you know Baruel, who I've mentioned, but also uh, John Robinson, who was a professor of natural philosophy at Edinburgh. He wrote a book. Let me see. I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, here it is. Proofs of a conspiracy against all the religions and governments of Europe carried on in the secret meetings of Freemasons, Illuminati, and reading societies.
0: There you go. I think he might yeah, have even been mentioned. or The Illuminati may have been mentioned in Tolstoy's War and Peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh where were the other cells? We you mentioned uh we mentioned, you know, Bavaria and and uh did they get as far as Russia, speaking of Tolstoy? Were th- was no, there an Illuminati to, cell in uh, Russia?
2: If they did it it wasn't in the papers this author consulted. Uh but they were in Austria, which was also um one of the arguments against them because there was a A lot of tension between Prussia and Austria at that time. And one of the arguments that was used against the Illuminati when the Bavarian elector was cracking down on us, that they were secret agents for the Habsburgs and that they were secretly trying to destroy his uh, government on behalf of the Austrians...
0: Well, were they wherever were, ever, uh, were any Illuminati members ever charged with things like sedition or treason or trying to incite revolution?
2: Well, most most more as uh, you know there were laws against uh, ideas at that time. So they they weren't none of them really got Hammered I mean, if Weishaupt had been arrested, they probably would have gone further. But when you look at the uh, in the chapter on the end of the order, it goes through what they what they had to deal with, and mostly they were drummed out of their professions and maybe held in the dungeon for a while during their trial, but then released on. Uh, promised to abandon all uh, contact with their former Illuminati members, brothers. And and the the rumor that
0: the Illuminati somehow informed the French Revolution, is there any evidence of that?
2: Well, there were certain people, like... Uh, uh, a man named Bode who tried to resurrect the Illuminati Order after Weishaupt went into exile in Gotha. and You know, and he was, Weishaupt was just, was depicted as embittered and totally uninterested in trying to resurrect the society, and Bode took it upon himself to try to do it and had his own uh, mishaps. But he's supposed to have met with some french uh intellectuals i think mirabeau was one that had some sort of influence at the beginning of the french revolution but i don't think there's any evidence that says that an illuminati member was corresponding with robespierre or anything
0: when you when you listen to the ambitions of weishaupt and and the illuminati and Things like absolute equality and um, uh, get the sense that th- th- there was, you know, a certain aspect of communal living and and uh, uh, the distribution of goods would be sort of in a, done in a communal a communal sense. It does sound familiar. It does sound like communism. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, yeah, I'm sure that, that the uh – I mean, the ideas that Karl Marx codified into communism were lurking around in Europe, you know, well before he wrote them down, and there were other uh, revolutionary figures like Proudhon and people like that. But, you know, the the language that Weishaupt used was the language of morality. I mean, he was like, and even though he was accused of using that as uh, a disguise for his more disagreeable ambitions, uh, his basic thing is to render men wise and virtuous. That was like the Mission statement of the Illuminati at its founding and why the reading societies. I mean, you're, you know, the context of the time, which is so different from our own, though there are forces that wouldn't mind going back there by judging from the book banning craze that's going on. But, you know, at the time in, when Weishaupt was professor. He almost lost his position for bringing in books that were on the uh, banned list. So there's a certain courage in in Weishaupt to advance his ideas, the ideas he believed in. All right, let's
0: go to the uh, live chat questions. Uh, Thinker asks um, well, this is presuming that they're still around. How are the Illuminati doing? How is their plan progressing? What what were the what were their goals or their plan? Well, we sort of mentioned that off the top, but uh, I guess the question here is: Are they? Is there a possibility that they the Illuminati is still a thing? Are they still trying to work their plan?
2: Well, there is there is uh, groups that call themselves Illuminati. I don't know if i don't think there's a unbroken connection between the group in germany and 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 the organizations today that are i don't know how how developed they are i don't know if they have the the grade systems i mean it's a it's a fairly complex secret society so uh running that is almost as takes almost as much time as it would be to pull the puppet strings of officials and you know elected officials and so on.
0: Well, there's I guess the obvious um, connection people would make between the Illuminati and let's say the World economic Forum, which is very dear rigueur today. People suggesting that Klaus Schwab, uh, who has you know acknowledged that that he's very proud of the fact that his that he has infiltrated, a lot of the cabinets of the Western democracies, uh, our deputy prime minister here in Canada, Chrystia Freeland, is on mm-hmm. the board of directors of the World Economic Forum. And, of course, we're familiar with the uh, the slogan, you will own nothing and be happy um, and the great reset and build back better and all of these things. What do, what do you make of that that attempt to uh, equate well,
2: the, yeah, the, the goals of the
0: Illuminati in is- the World Economic Forum?
2: Well, the ideas of the Illuminati didn't die. The Illuminati as a group may have been suppressed, but the ideas they uh, espoused still found an echo in people that read them. I mean, uh, when Thomas Jefferson read some works by Weishaupt and he read Baruel's book, he thought he called Baruel a bedlamite, which is, you know, a lunatic, because he thought Weishaupt's ideas were merit- meritorious, he thought they had they they dovetailed with his own in many ways. But you know the I think I said earlier I think that the Illuminati is a secret society is a template, and while there may not be any direct connection between Spartacus and Cato and Philo. With a new group calling themselves the Illuminati, they still, their ideas, their philosophy still has legs. Uh, And then, you know, that, and it's not just the people who don't have power that would be drawn to the Illuminati. It's the people that are in power, like the World Economic Forum, I mean, right, I could see right. them taking these ideas and turning them to their own advantage.
0: Well, I've 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 heard or read that, you know, that the the type of influencers and opinion makers that Weishaupt was trying to recruit, they weren't the um have nots certainly people with nothing. They weren't the the have-alls, the people that had everything, like the, the Uber, Uber elite, uh, they were more like the have-sums. In other words, maybe they they were recruiting people that had, you know, they had some, they didn't have everything, so they had a little bit of, they had a lot of ambition, and maybe even some resentment. Sort of the people that typically are in the driver's seat, you know, during most revolutions. What are your thoughts?
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, they had two... They had Uh, demands on people, most of the people that became members, they expected to pursue a trade that would benefit the order uh, financially and help its reputation. But they also, uh, if, if you're rich and you could just pay, then you wouldn't have to do anything, any work to better the order because your financial contributions were enough. So there was, Let's a, see. in Vysop's correspondence with his lieutenants, he's always, you know, if they mention someone as being wealthy, they, he's always directing them to offering them a different deal than what uh, the average Illuminati member would be offered
0: Uh, Back to the live stream chat, Sierra One asks, uh, who was Charles – is it Jolie? Does that name sound familiar? Who's that? Charles Jolie, or Jolie, J-O-L-Y.
2: Huh.
0: Doesn't sound familiar. I'm not sure if he has the the name right or she has the name right.
2: Charles – no, that's not a name at –
0: all right. Um show me the truth 74. I th- what well, he says is there really a Bavarian Grove. I think he means Bohemian Grove. This is sort of the uh, the playground of the uh, supposed oh,
2: yeah, the you know, modern day Illumina- uh, Illuminati
0: and Bohemian Grove. Yeah, real. it exists in, I mean, like in northern California.
2: It's, uh, you know, it's you know, it's a, a gathering of uh, people with power and you know, helping each other out, the network of very rich and powerful individuals.
0: Now they have, as their symbol at the Bohemian Grove, they have an owl. I'm not sure if it's the owl of Minerva or if it's another symbol. Um, Do you know if it is Minerva or...
2: I think it is Minerva because I think they too have, you know, professed to be guided by the
0: quest for wisdom. All right. We'll uh, throw out the phone numbers again. Questions or comments? 416-360-0740. 416-360-0740. And toll-free from just about anywhere, 866-740-4740. 866-740-4740. What do you think Adam Weishaupt would make with um, our fascination today with the Illuminati, I mentioned, you know, a Super Bowl ad, and we're we're looking for Illuminati signs, or at the American Music Awards, and somebody flashes some some mm-hmm. occult symbol, and oh, they're you know they're in the Illuminati. Or uh, Madonna had that huge hit about the Illuminati in 1985. What mm-hmm. would Adam Weishaupt think of our preoccupation with that today?
2: Well. that's a fascinating question I think after he got over the shock he'd probably start looking for ways to capitalize on it and start pulling strings to to uh, provide a, to create a, a new version of the order I mean that the, the world is so different you know it's 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 hard to, hard for us to fathom how they thought, and it's hard to imagine what they would have thought of us.
0: It would have been easier for him to recruit, would it not, with the, uh, in the digital age, the internet, and so forth?
2: I mean, just, uh, I mean, they, he was able to get, you know, hundreds and hundreds of members all over Germany and, you know, eleven years is a relatively short span of time.
0: Did they have uh, um did they have to, to 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 swear secret oaths and did they have secret handshakes and and uh secret symbols and so forth so that yeah, members would recognize each other without revealing their identity?
2: Yeah, you weren't you were only uh, you were not supposed to reveal your a membership in a society to anybody but someone that you knew to be a brother. And then uh, people in the higher grades you might not even know were members because it would be up to them to disclose their identity to you or not, depending on what your position was. But the disclosing of the identity would usually be prelude to a rise to a higher level of the person that they revealed themselves to. And if you did reveal your identity,
0: was there a penalty?
2: Well, I don't think it would be pleasant, but uh, there doesn't seem to have been any serious things. There are members that were basically abandoned. and You know, there was a procedure for... Uh, going over to their house and and getting all their papers and anything incriminating whatsoever.
0: So, no threat of disembowelment or anything like that.
2: No, not that I've I've seen. Not that I translated.
0: All right, we'll uh, take another time out. John E Graham stays with us, the translator of René Lafortier's 1915 work, The Bavarian Illuminati The Rise and Fall of the World's Most Secret Society. Back with more of our conversation right after these. We took it all. We brought them to our
2: land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see we could not, but she did. And in the end... What will
1: I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done life's better with american family insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind save up to 25% by bundling home auto and life american family insurance get a quote find an agent at amfam.com
0: Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company SI and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.
2: Every town has a dark side. This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Every Town Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again. And Elizabeth Shove from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman and taken to his underground bunker in the woods. We give you all the details you're interested in hearing about without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. I cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists. So go check out the Everytown podcast because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side. Check out the huge
0: selection of Strange Planet merchandise in my online shop. Go to strangeplanet.ca and click on Shop in the menu or find the link in the episode notes for this podcast. At my Strange Planet shop, you'll find unique men's, women's, unisex t-shirts and athletic shirts, leggings, tote bags, mugs, neck gaiters and stickers and more, all emblazoned with amazing artwork designed exclusively for my Strange Planet shop by artist-illustrator Rick Forgas. If you're a fan of Strange Planet, why not show it off? Go to strangeplanet.ca and click on shop. Or go to the episode notes for this podcast and click on the link. It's a strange planet. Dress for it.
1: Theoretical physicists say that there's as many as 12 hyperdimensions. Here are just three of them. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Conspiracy Unlimited. Pretty cool, huh? Uh, here's an extra one, Conspiracy Unlimited. Hey, how about one more, Conspiracy Unlimited? And the great thing is, we have six hyperdimensions left, Conspiracy Unlimited. Five.
0: We're back with John E. Graham, translator of Rene Laforgia's 1915 work, The Bavarian Illuminati: The Rise and Fall of the World's Most Secret Society, and now available for the first time ever in English. How do we get a copy? And how do we get this? This is a huge book. How do you get this shipped?
2: Well, I, the book is uh available uh online at uh brick and mortar stores. Uh it's probably you could also order from Inner Traditions directly. We have our own uh uh bookshop mail mail order shop for all our books and we usually uh give discounts. In fact, if you be, if you sign up for our mailing list, I think you get a 25 or 40% discount. I'm not quite sure, but so the first story, your first order, after you sign up, you get a hefty discount. So.
0: Right. I always yeah, recommend I mean, it's, that. It's a, let's face it. It's an expensive book, but this is, you know, it's like 900 pages. This is the kind of book, you know, would be the, uh, the foundation of a, uh, of a library for, for people that are interested in, and these things, and the occult, and secret societies. I mean, this is really this is like you know the Bible for um, uh, with a small B for for um, that type of um, you know in that arena. Um, yeah, really, numerology. When when we talk about the Illuminati in modern times, and people are looking for you know the fingerprints of the Illuminati uh, for their so-called handiwork, uh, they talk about you know how. Perhaps they they pick specific dates to do certain things. Was Wise hopped? Um, was he in, interested in in numerology? And does that play any role in it?
2: Uh, I can't see that he did, except on the insofar as it helped him to draw in members from more occult organizations i mean he and the Rose, the rosicrucians and the illuminati were bitter enemies in germany and i and a lot of the other lodges too felt that the illuminati were stealing their members so there was a lot of bad blood because Weishaupt would use his knowledge of their societies and say that the Illuminati has a perfected version of these truths; that they could make them uh, readily available, whereas in the other societies, people would be strung along for for years on promises.
0: But, All right, let's go. Sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought there.
2: No, I just, I just don't see that. You know, he was especially attached to numerology. He was was really a a fighter. How so? He was also a a bookworm. You know. When you say he
0: was a fighter, what do you mean by that?
2: He was, you know, he was always ready. He, He would never back down. I mean, when he did finally go to Gotha, it was like, you know, he would have been charged with infanticide, incest, uh, poisoning, sedition, and his sponsor, uh, the Duke of gotha altenburg you know, resisted all the elector of Bavaria's uh, pleas to extradite him so he could pay for his crimes. And he said, he's a perfectly eminent person is performing valuable services for me. I have no reason to give him to you, and I don't believe any of this. And finally just said, you know, out of my esteem for you, I'm no longer going to reply to these requests. <laughs> so they were these were trumped up charges.
0: They tried to charge, was this uh, Carl Theodore of Bavaria? They tried to charge Adam Weishaupt with infanticide?
2: yeah apparently, um there was a really his when his wife died on his on her deathbed, she asked him to marry her sister, and he was not able to get permission from the church. He was kept angling for it, but uh, somehow. You know, in the three years that he was trying to do that, the sister, his sister-in-law, wife-to-be, became pregnant, which would have been, uh, would have rendered all his attempts to get a legally sanctioned wedding, a marriage, you know, null and void. So he, he was instrumental in finding her an abortion, but... Somehow that that made that news made its way to the uh, authorities, so they just added that to the charges.
0: to what extent did the Illuminati infiltrate the the, the, the local you know the court system, the magistrates uh, and and what kind of influence did they have? would so for example, if a, a, a member of the order uh, was on trial for something, could they likely get off because of this influence?
2: Oh, yeah, um, well, they had the uh, you know the church, the, the educational system, but also the uh, when the Illuminati were exposed, and they were demanding their critics to come out and identify themselves so they could respond to them and to their scurrious charges. None of them would, because they all said, well, your people are all through the courts. There's no way we could get a fair trial. Like, and if- see, he had, they were in the Supreme Court, the criminal court. I think they had like eight, ten people, ten Illuminati just in the criminal court. Uh civil court they had five or six people and so it was quite like a- in the in the freemasons
0: you're not supposed to um I'm not sure if this is apocryphal or not but the you're supposed supposedly you swear an oath that you will never testify or you 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 would you could lie in a court um, in order to protect a fellow mason so would would that have been the same deal with the Illuminati if you were hauled before a court and you, let's say it was a, I don't know you you were a witness in a crime and the the defendant was an Illuminati and you were Illuminati you could you were you expected to lie, bear false yeah.
2: witness or yeah, yeah.
0: false testimony? Your
2: your your uh, obedience to the order uh, superseded obedience to the state. The order was the ultimate authority. Your superiors were the ultimate authority. It was that, that is unquestionably true.
0: Even, even in a, let's say, in a a murder trial?
2: I would say so. I mean, just looking at Weishaupt's correspondence and how he could twist things around to show that the greater good was being served. Let's see here. Um, Hoffcast
0: in the uh, YouTube live chat. Asking if you've seen the show Twin Peaks, John. There are a lot of Freemasonry and Illuminati imagery imagery in that show. Well, that's going back to the early 90s, Twin Peaks. Were you a fan?
2: Uh, I've watched it a few times. I, I uh, Actually, I was living somewhere where I didn't have a TV, so I missed out on that. So I've been p- planning to check it out. Haven't gotten around to it. I mean, it's so, like I like David Lynn So,
0: but, but when you see um, people finding Illuminati symbols in in uh, Super Bowl ads, like we were saying, or I mean, how much of that is is fantasy and myth? In other words, it there's no real connection between the supposed. You know, Illuminati symbols that they're seeing and the actual Bavarian Illuminati.
2: I'd have to look at the ads and and question, but I mean, I, I think it's it's a remote possibility, but generally the the symbols that you find there weren't created by the Illuminati. I mean, it's as as their organization and their uh, pseudonym show, they were they were basically. Trying to resurrect the enlightened state of ancient Greece in what was then, you know, the Holy Roman Empire because pre-Germany. So all right, the symbols. This the symbols are you know DNA. They're, they're the DNA of culture is symbols. So they're going to keep coming up and coming up and coming up. And the thing about groups like the Illuminati or the Masons is that they're more. Adept at using symbols in a way to further their own goals than uh the average person
0: this idea that you know at the top these uh the elites, the enlightened ones like Adam Weishaupt and his generals, I suppose that they were infallible uh, and there is this notion of the purity of the pure, in other words, because they're at the top and they are pure uh Anything they do, you know, cannot be looked at as sin. It's almost like they get out of get a get out of jail card. I don't know to what extent that was true in the Illuminati. This idea of the purity of the pure. Uh, so the idea here then that that in some of these secret societies, when you had that purity of the pure, it was really almost kind of a cover for uh, like a sex cult. They could, you know, they were involved in all sorts of activities that they they weren't to be judged uh, for. Is there any any hint of that in the Illuminati? At the, at the higher levels,
2: yeah, I mean, and you have to remember that members below wouldn't know who who were the secret chiefs, who were the the head of the orders, except for a few figureheads that you know anybody they met by chance could be someone from a higher grade. You know, so they sort of felt they had to be on their toes. But Vicehelp's own thing, I mean, a lot of the Illuminati members were. Addicted to some vice or another, but we know that because Weishaupt would write letters to them, telling them to stop because it was distracting them from their duty to the uh, to the order, and he would shift responsibilities from those members that were too laxadaisical to those who he could trust. But ultimately, he could never find anyone that he trusted as much as himself. So I think the infallibility was something that. He clung to, and by extension, the Areopagus would all be infallible to the if there was a conflict affecting members in the order.
0: I was I was thinking of um, Benjamin Franklin, who belonged to I think it was called the Hellfire Club, mm-hmm. and uh, they were supposedly involved in all sorts of debauchery and and. Um, you know, sexual activities and and, and just about everything you can imagine, you know. Uh, So did any of that type of behavior exist in the upper echelons of the Illuminati?
2: There's no clear proof of it. Uh, You get allusions to certain things, but then a lot of that is colored by their enemies who tried to paint as black a picture as they could of the Illuminati. So... I mean, it's not like there's sex magic or manuals of of that sort that Weishaupt alludes to. It's it's more on a philosophical plane. Do
0: you think someone like Aleister Crowley would have been at home in the Illuminati? Would he have been welcomed as a member?
2: Uh, he would have been welcomed as a member, but I would see him trying to oust Weishaupt and take over. Uh, yes yeah you know, i, I don't how, think that yeah. that Weishaupt would have been happy with him for long. what about
0: some some uh notable world leaders um uh let's say uh, lenin castro um would they have been at home in the... Karl Marx, would they all had been at home in the Illuminati?
2: Maybe Lenin. Uh, he had a kind of... He was very manipulative. I mean, it was the philosophical ideals of Marx were reshaped by Lenin, which eventually led to Stalin... Um, you know, the, one of the first things he did after the revolution was that the Marxist idea of society was to have what they called Soviets, which would be the workers at the factories and the farmers at the farms, would all be in charge of making the decisions about things that concerned their lives. And he thought that was too chaotic and put in the Politburo and dissolved the Soviets. So... It became a very top-down bureaucracy, thanks to Lenin. But I can see that kind of uh, will to power would probably make the Illuminati, if it was effective, appealing to him.
0: We have Skip from Connecticut. Skip, you're on the line with John Graham. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Hi, John. Uh, I want to ask two things. First of all, the uh, the manipulation of language, when Orwell talked about it in ni- uh, 1984, Double Speak, uh, was he aware of the Illuminati uh, when he brought that up? And my second thing would be with uh, Kubrick in Eyes Wide Shut, the use of the mask, uh, which supposedly was death to God. Uh, didn't the Illuminati put masks on high society women? Uh, I, I haven't heard about the high society women in masks, but the uh, first question:
0: Orwell and uh, his use of uh, double speak and so forth—was he familiar well, with the yeah, Illuminati?
2: You know, uh, I I would believe that Orwell was probably familiar with. Was the Illuminati uh, just because of his own involvement with socialism all his life? Right. Okay. So he would been aware of all the earlier movements.
0: Thanks for that, Skip. You mentioned eyes wide shut, Stanley Kubrick's Swan Song. Uh, Do you think Kubrick was? I mean, was he trying to represent the Illuminati with this? this uh the secretive group in the movie
2: oh yeah well i think that you know any any uh person creating using a secret society will turn to the illuminati as like the archetype of all secret societies
0: which uh, leads to the question of you know if they were, here they are they're only around supposedly for like 11 years back in the uh, the seventeen seventies, you know, two hundred and sixty years ago almost. How did that how did the legend live on?
2: Well, uh, they occur they they existed at, at at a time of huge transition and what they were preaching seemed to be at work in the French Revolution, which happened just a few years after uh they were suppressed so i would think that you know then as the the last part of this book shows the the whole sixth part of the book is on all the various uh people that either promoted the existence of the illuminati as the secret masterminds behind the french revolution and similar activities, or tried to debunk it. And there's a lot of, you know, circumstantial evidence that the people would look at, such as Bode, vice-helps, would-be successor, meeting with certain uh, French intellectuals that had a position early on in the revolution. But nowhere is there any Actual correspondence or anything. I mean, the, the Illuminati destroyed a lot of their archives themselves when the Bavarian elector was starting to crack down. Uh, there's the uh, letters you know, to Herkel, to Hosenecker, and others. Members were discussing how they had to destroy everything that might appear incriminating, and they realized that their attempt to convinced the elector count that they were, you know, a benevolent organization and had no ill intent towards him or his rule.
0: So do the Freemasons continue to resent this infiltration um, by the Illuminati because they have been forever linked, you know, as this secret society that is bent on taking over the world? Perhaps that's linked to the infiltration by the Illuminati. I mean, is there? Do you, do you do you believe that there's a great deal of resentment by modern day Freemasons because of the infiltration?
2: I, I think if they, if people that are aware of it would not look kindly on it. I know that at the time, the Illuminati, especially once they were revealed, were subject to attack from all sides. That all the other, you know, the strict observance, the Zinnendorf method, all these different, you know, French and English inspired Masonic groups in Germany were all, uh, attacking the Illuminati as being hostile to their order, a parasite, twisting their, their noble truths for personal gain and so forth.
0: Hollywood often is linked to the Illuminati. I mentioned, you know, the uh, the American the um, American Music Awards or the Grammys, and people are the Oscars. People are always on the lookout for uh, celebrities flashing, you know, the all-seeing eye or the pyramid or, um, you know, any of these uh, supposed Illuminati uh, hand signs. Do you think that that is is uh, a publicity stunt? Uh, on the part of these celebrities, like whether it's I don't know Jay Z or Kanye West or Madonna, are they just playing on that, or do you think that they genuinely believe in the the goals of the the Illuminati and they're trying to I don't know resurrect it?
2: Mm. That's a good question. I really, I mean, in my first instinct would say, well, it's just part of the you know their promotional effort to you know, promote themselves. But, uh, you know, occult ideas have really infiltrated society. They've been with us. I mean, they've never really left. Uh, You know, when you're studying this, you see that the occult revival in France wasn't so much a revival as just a little upsurge because Germany in the 18th century had the similar thing and you know they can go back to the uh, court of uh, the Emperor Rudolf in Prague where John D and all those people congregated you know you see that there's always been a counter narrative to the 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 religious narrative that has governed us since the uh, bounding of Christianity, and you know actors and actresses are on the edge; they're more exposed to uh, these ideas than people that are accountants or whatnot. So, I mean, I don't know. I can't to... say personally. I've, it's a speculation on my part, but I, I could see why people would think there might be a link. Uh,
0: if you had to name one one thing in in researching and translating this book that that really surprised or shocked you, what would it be?
2: (laughs) That's a good one. Well, I was actually just impressed at, you know, we're dealing with a, a time before psychology really became codified, you know, 100 years before Freud and Jung and all of that. And this whole art of reading people Really, pretty impressive. And, you know, to me, that was the real strength of the Illuminati that he created this method to teach people to understand themselves and then to read their flaws and their strengths in other people so that they could draw them into their orbit. So, yeah, you know, it probably feeds right into, you know, more sophisticated levels of mind control or manipulation that you find on the internet today. You could probably trace it back to...
0: One of the the figures of the Enlightenment would have been someone like, was it Frederick Anton Mesmer, a hypnotist? He came out of that Enlightenment period, which is about out of time, but was was Adam Weishaupt a student, a, not a student, but was he a, a devotee, perhaps, of someone like Mesmer?
2: I don't think so. I mean, he, what the impression you get of Weishaupt when you've read when translating this book is that he was... Uh, a devotee of a lot of dead authors, you know, he was really uh, waging a one-man war that he knew he'd lose, so he created a society to allow the brilliant ideas of ancient Greece and Rome and other parts, you know, other pre-Christian societies to again triumph uh, after they'd been shoved into the shadows by Christian dogma and intolerance. John,
0: we got to leave it right there. But uh, again, the Bavarian Illuminati, the rise and fall of the world's most secret society. Congratulations. Fifteen years in the making. Well, thank you so much, John.
2: Oh, Thank you. Nice talking to you. A new Conspiracy
1: Unlimited with Richard Serrett drops every Monday, Wednesday and Friday at ConspiracyUnlimitedPodcast.com. Blow your mind. That is all for now.